Welcome to Hot Takes, a current events podcast led by college students. In each episode, we give our hot takes on current events. Stick around and see if you can take the heat. My name is Autumn Thatcher. I'm the student director at the Levitt Center and will be helping moderate today's podcast. A quick disclaimer before we get started, the views expressed in this podcast are personal views and do not reflect the views of the Michael O. Levitt Center for Politics and Public Service. Follow us on social media at Levitt Center for up-to-date news and events. Send us an email at levittcenter.su.edu if you have any questions or concerns. Now let's introduce today's hosts. Hi, I'm Julia Last. I'm a fellow at the Levitt Center and I'm a freshman studying geology. Hello, uh, I am Tom Cloward. I am a executive council member, future uh, intern coordinator here at the Levitt Center and I'm a political science major. All right, and our first topic today is Prince Philip dying at age 99. I think the timing of this was just so perfect because of like two months before he died was when the meme like blew up across all of social media. Um, I think it started on Twitter. Someone posted the picture of him in the car just looking very dead. And they were like, are we sure this guy's not already dead? Yeah, um, all respect to the dead, but <laughs> that man was a one skeleton yes. for a very long time. Um, and I honestly, up until those memes started going around, I didn't know he still was alive. <laughs> yeah. so, I, I really didn't know. And I'm not one to be more, I'm not really one to know much about the royal family, but I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect because the meme had like evolved over time to like the point where people were joking about things that would kill him. Yeah. Uh, right before he actually died. Like, some of my favorites are, like, one sip of McDonald's Sprite would just take him out. Or, like, he just sneezed too hard. Uh-huh. Uh, one of my favorites is of uh, the John Mulaney conspiracy. It's not really a conspiracy, but uh, he did, like, a bit where he was talking about how his mom told him that Princess Diana died. And she told him, like, almost like she was accusing him. And like his excuse was like, I was in Wisconsin and I was 12, but people yeah. have done the math. He was not 12 and he grew up in Chicago. So like something about his alibi yeah. doesn't really line up. But because the joke is so popular, it's, it trends on the internet whenever there's something with the royal family, like, oh, John Mulaney must be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I also liked a meme I saw relating to the ones you said earlier that one John Mulaney special would kill Prince Philip <laughs> because, it's, because of the, the good jokes. I wanted to mention on this uh, how I, I feel like it's weird that there is a royal family still. Yeah. And like, I know a lot of people have an opinion about this and I haven't gone too deep into it because I feel like it's not really my business as a not Britishman. That's weird, right? That they yeah. have. <laughs> I think like, the most comparable person we have to like the royal family here in the U.S. is like the president, but like the president actually has like a job that they do. Yeah, I would almost compare it to former presidents. Yeah. Like. Like they're just they, chilling. They kind of just represent America a little bit, but they're just not officially bit. there, they're, and they they're kind also of still super rich. Yeah, they still get a salary from the government, except instead of just getting their presidential salary, these folks over in Britain are like the richest people ever uh-huh. <laughs> off of tax dollars, which kind of blows my mind. But I guess that's, I don't know, some sort of figurehead, some sort of mascot uh-huh. for the country, which I, I might be able to understand. Yeah, but I feel like they could like 
I don't know, they could still be respected, but like we could make like Buckingham Palace like a like a museum or something. <laughs> <laughs> also, like I think, did you watch the Meghan Markle interview with Oprah? I saw like highlights. I watched like the whole thing, um, and I think not only like are they like useless, they don't really do anything, but like they're put through like so much just mental like torture almost like Megan was talking about how yeah. she felt trapped like she could never leave the palace and like the media was just going in on her like every I, yeah. single day as like, this like country's mascot everyone has this idea of what you're supposed to be I it's kind of like it, what comes to mind is the current uh Falcon and Winter Soldier show with <laughs> the new Captain America and everyone has in their mind what the Captain America is supposed to be and this is like the captains of Britain kind of <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody's like all right, we got to take pics of these guys if they're not being snooty and royal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's so needlessly it be an awful just, life. yeah, like, they're just so needlessly being like preyed on almost by all these people. Yeah. And like, they could just be normal people, like almost. Yeah, I would absolutely, if I was Meghan Markle and uh, what's his name, Harry? Harry. <laughs> if I was those guys, I'd be out of there too. I don't blame them for a second. Uh-huh. I'm very glad yeah. that they finally kind of like, I feel like they're start finally starting to like break down kind of like right. what happens with the palace. I'm right. glad they're finally doing that. I know they do a lot of that stuff in The Crown too, the show. Oh, I like, seen that. I haven't either, but I've heard that they, like more things are coming to light of like, oh, these are actual people that sucks to be them a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. For example, we have written down Meghan Markle got put on blast for not going to the funeral of Prince Philip, even though she's like pregnant in a different continent. Oh yeah. Like what, what do you expect? I don't People know. People just pick on her for no reason. Go fly with a COVID out and a baby in your stomach. That's a great idea. Let's move along. Our next oh. topic is on uh, the many bills introduced in state legislatures pertaining to uh, transgender rights. I was doing a little research on all the bills that have been proposed proposed this session, and um, 33 states so far this year have proposed legislation that targets trans people, and um, 2021 is actually a record-breaking year for the amount of bills that were introduced. I think it was around 117 this year, and it was 66 last year, so that's kind of a big jump. Yeah, do we want to really quick before we get into more of the details, do we want to talk about why we think so many of these types of bills have been introduced this year specifically? Yeah. Do you have anything? Because I have two specific theories about this. Um, I think it's, I've been thinking, I think it's just kind of like the same reason like anti-Asian hate crimes and like anti-Semitism is on the rise. Like the example that Donald Trump brought like to the office where he was like openly openly racist and anti-Semitic and like he didn't support like LGBTQ anything really. Um, I think that just kind of has made people who like carry that hate like not afraid to. So like they're just more open about it and like they're more Mm -hmm. likely to just act on it. Yeah, on that note, one of my theories was the fact that he didn't get elected again. I think that brings out a sort of like indignant anger in people like that um where oh if my guy if you're not gonna vote for my guy then i'll show you that type of thing like we're gonna show that we have power and we can still exact our agenda even if you guys vote our president out 
more or less. Yeah. And then my other theory for that is just a lot more people are coming out as transgender than used to. I mean, that's what a lot of people I, I would talk to at the legislature would say, like, well, more people are coming out now. We feel like we need to have, we need to like suss out some of these rules more yeah, or less, like, like whether or not. It definitely is like something forth. that needs to be talked about more. So it's like, yeah. it's becoming more of an issue. Yeah. So I think that could be another reason for is mm -hmm. people just do feel like the world's changing and we should start making laws on stuff, whether or not I agree with those. Yeah. Um, I want to go off topic a little bit of for your first theory, Donald Trump didn't win, so they want to kind of like get back. Um, we saw during Donald Trump's presidency, the midterms, the Democrats flipped the House. Uh -huh. You think we're going to see that again during midterms? But oh, opposite? that's a good question. I think they'll flip. I don't know what Senate seats are open, but I could see them flipping the Senate back. Yeah, um, so close. I don't think the House is close enough still to flip back, but, you know, we could see that it depends on how split the Republican Party remains, because right now it's kind of seeming more or less in shambles. They kind of are grasping for a leader. Some people still want Donald Trump to be a leader. In fact, a lot of them do, and a lot of them are still scared of him, so they won't step out as a leader themselves. So it depends on how much the former president can rally his folks, I would say. Yeah. There definitely, I think, um, for midterms last year, there definitely was like a lot of rallying where people were like, vote blue, vote blue, like no matter what. Like. Yeah, I'd have to look into the... Uh, which Senate seats are going to be up for grabs to see. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Sure. Anyways, back on topic. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about kind of just the various bills that are on the table and have been passed. Um, the Florida bill, it's House Bill 1475. Um, it would prohibit trans girls from playing on sports teams that line up with their gender identity. It would also include general examinations if a student is suspected of being trans. This bill passed the House, and it's been in the Senate since the 15th, but today um, news came that um, they're putting that bill aside in favor of state budgets, and there's only 10 days left in the session, so it's probably not going to pass or even reach a vote. West Virginia actually passed a very similar bill to that. Um, the West Virginia governor supported and signed the bill. Governors in Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi have also past bills like that. And you're going to talk about the NCAA statement a little bit later and how it um, dealt with Utah. But yeah. the NCAA issued a statement that they would not hold any events in states that have passed bills like that. And um, West Virginia, in their bill, they specified that it would only apply to middle school and high school kids to try and get around their statement. Arkansas, Alabama, and Tennessee have also proposed bills to, tr to ban trans minors from puberty blockers and hormones and other transitioning related health care. Arkansas bill passed through the House and the Senate. The governor vetoed it, but then the veto was overridden. And so it did pass into law. In Arkansas, it yeah. was overridden. Oh, wow. Okay. In Utah, so when I was at the, the legislature, I got to watch all these bills go down. There were two bills pertaining to transgender rights were introduced. One like many others with sports, not allowing, you have to like be in the sport of your birth sex, yeah. basically. 
and then the other one would ban minors from getting hormone treatments or like transgender therapy treatments yeah. before they are 18. Uh, what happened to those bills, though, is they were both buried in different ways. The first bill, the bill about, um, or I guess the second bill I listed about uh, medical practices on minors, didn't even make it to the House floor. It passed through the House Health and Human Services Committee, but then it was just buried in House rules and they didn't let it come to the floor. And the other bill made it through the House, the transgender sports bill passed through the House, got to Senate rules. The Senate rules put it into a committee and the committee chair just buried it as well. A lot of the word on the street at the Capitol this last session was basically, hey, we're, it's been a long year. Let's not broil ourselves in controversy too much. Yeah. <laughs> Besides the stuff with like Dixie State and guns, they're like, we're gonna just, so that was, I think, part of the reason that they're like, we're just not gonna deal with this right now. Yeah. And another part of the reason was with NCAA. The NCAA uh, will not, as far as I'm, as I know, they will not cooperate with state colleges that will not allow transgender athletes. So like, I, I know this is, this has hurt states like Idaho that have the ban. They're not allowed to have the March Madness uh, basketball games there, for example. And weren't you saying that like that was part of the reason why Utah didn't end up passing it? Uh, speculated, <laughs> yeah. Speculated. <laughs> speculated that that is part of the reason is there are a lot more ramifications to something like that than just moral ones, which is how the case is argued usually. Mm -hmm. All right, awesome. I think that's all I have on that. Do you want to? Do you have any more things you want to say about that? Um, not really. I think. I just kind of want to sum up like how I feel about these laws. Um, yeah. Um, it's not fair for them to pass something like that. I think. I mean, it's much more complicated than that, and I understand. Um, but some states have been kind of like bringing in Title IX into the discussion and whether like because they're like we need to protect women, but they don't include people who identify as women. So I feel like it's it's very discriminatory discriminatory and um, I'm very glad that the ones in Utah didn't end up passing. I'm I'm worried about all the kids in Arkansas, Alabama, and yeah. Tennessee. The fact of the matter is in Utah right now there are exactly zero problems with <laughs> transgender people in sports for example. It's just not happening so to yeah. preempt with a law like this kind of feels more like you're just the, attacking the idea of something before it even mm -hmm. happens. Yeah, which is a little sketchy. I, think I can count the amount of transgender people in my high school like on one hand. Like there were two of them who were out mm -hmm. and neither of them played sports. So it's not mm -hmm. like not even necessarily a pressing issue in Utah yet. And right. getting ready, I guess. Let's go on to the masks. All right. So for our third topic, we're going to talk about how Utah just got rid of their mask mandate on the 10th. Tom's going to talk a little bit about the law. <laughs> yes. So I sat in on this committee meeting. I, I loved my time interning at the Capitol because I got to sit in on all the cool meetings and so I felt like I knew a lot of cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> and so now I always talk about it. Basically, the law that was passed, HB 294, Pandemic Emergency Powers Amendments, what we know as the April 10th mask mandate cancellation <laughs> law, what it really did, and it did cancel the mask mandate for the most part. What it really did was it said at April 10th, as long as there isn't a resurgence of COVID, 
um, the mask mandate will be terminated, the, the like mandate for masks in public areas, as long as there are, it is a gathering of less than 50 people. So, I mean, if there are more than 50 people around, you still need to wear a mask. And also it says if you are in a gathering of 50 or more people and you're unable to physically distance. So I guess if there are a hundred people around, but you're all really, really spread out, it's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's kind of a lot of what it was about. It So it terminated the mask mandate, but it also, Part of it was that it allowed local health departments to still like keep the mask mandate if they wanted to. So like Salt Lake County Health Department could still say we're going to keep it for Salt Lake County. So it allowed local That's control still. So like county to county could have been different. Right. Do you right, know right, right. any counties that have kept it? I don't think so. I, yeah. There was some controversy about the mayor of Salt Lake City wanting to keep it and I don't remember what came of that. Yeah, I don't ever hear about hearing that. I believe none of the other counties in Utah have even attempted to try to keep it. I know Davis County hasn't. Right. <laughs> Same with Iron, where we live. And also, of course, and this should be obvious, <laughs> a little pet peeve of mine at this point, just because the government dropped their mask mandate doesn't mean that stores can't keep it for like private businesses can't keep their own mask mandate yes. and so we've seen a lot of unfortunate cases of people getting mad at private businesses for keeping their mask mandate after april 10th mm -hmm. even um, the university people are getting mad for keeping the mask mandate here even the university yeah for example an unfortunate story in salt lake city april 12th two days after the drop of the mandate, a store, a Salt Lake City store called The Stockist, it's like a clothing store. Someone Stop. went into the store with no mask on. They asked him to please put on a mask or please leave. And he threatened to return with a gun and shoot everyone in the store. Yikes. <laughs> um, which, first of all, I went online, and this isn't to like, make light of what happened like that's serious and awful but i went online and looked at the store and the clothing they sell and it's like kind of really fancy clothes like kind of hipster clothes and i was like <laughs> why was this guy there in the first place but because <laughs> i don't really see like that type of person um yeah. but maybe that's an unfortunate stereotype in my mind i don't know anyway <laughs> there wasn't any camo at the store right no camo <laughs> no shirts that say women love me, fish fear me at the store probably. Uh, that happened, the store had to close for the weekend because they were afraid of being shot and the police were investigating That's so it. ridiculous, that makes me so bad. Yeah. Texas, similar to Utah, they got rid of their mask mandate. I'm not sure exactly on the date, but it was definitely earlier than Utah did. Um, I think so, yeah. I, yeah. I remember the governor calling it off in Texas. Mm -hmm. It like was a couple before. of weeks, I think, yeah. before. Similarly, in Texas, a Mexican restaurant, they opted to keep their mask mandate in their restaurant, and some patrons came in and threatened to call ICE on the employees there if they didn't get let them not wear a mask. Yeah, that that's awful. Me, that's just so, like... I think it's taking away the mask, like the statewide mask mandate, it puts so much more pressure on these like stores and restaurants that want to be more yeah. responsible about the pandemic. It puts so much more pressure on the people that are working there 
just trying to make a living that also want to like not get sick yeah <laughs> like it puts pressure on them to regulate things against people that can be scary instead of just being like oh it's the government yeah which is like an easier way to there's a similar bill in the utah legislature that didn't pass that would like immediately get rid of the mask mandate for schools my first thought when i heard about that was those poor teachers yeah the teachers <laughs> have to be the ones yelling at yeah, the kids every like day the, law stated that the school districts could choose or like the schools themselves could choose mm -hmm. if they wanted to keep a mask mandate but that just means that the teacher like the poor principals and stuff and the administrations at the schools are going to have to deal with the parents that are mad yeah. instead of being able to say think, oh it's the government i read a story about my high school i think it was like, like a month ago there were a bunch of teachers they like marched into the school with their kids without masks on and they're like it was like a protest like <laughs> Our kids get yeah. to go to school without masks on. Yeah, my mom works at a, she's a kindergarten teacher. She always said, talks about how, like, through the last year with the mask mandates and the COVID, kids don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. like, they're uncomfortable, sure, and they, like, take them off, and then you say, put them back on, and they put them back on because the kids do what you say. But it's the parents that are a problem. It's yeah. not like the, the kids are, like, marching out on their own like little elementary school kids they, they're fine with masks for the most part i've it's... never seen adults throw worse fits than i have <laughs> this literally year. i worked at lagoon it's an amusement park up in northern utah this summer and um, i had a run-in with some with an anti-masker family it was very very fun <laughs> yeah, I know this story. <laughs> yeah, not good. I had to. I ended up having to write a police report for it. So let's pull that up. Basically, like they walked in and they, we told them we're like, hey, we have like a mask mandate. You have to keep them on. And they kept like grumbling about like China and like socialists and like Democrats and like. Right. <laughs> um, and their youngest son went. This was kind of when it like kind of blew up. Was their their youngest son like pulled his mask, mask down and my coworker, she went over and like put it back on for him. She's like, please keep this on. I promise it so that we can keep you safe. And the dad told her to shut the F up. And um, at the time I was only an assistant manager. Yeah. So like I spoke up, I was like, hey man, like you're not gonna listen. We're gonna have to ask you to leave. Like I wanted to kick him out right then, but I couldn't right. cause like I didn't have enough authority. Right. But like they just kept fighting us on it and um eventually we did end up having to kick them out of the shop completely and then this was when things like really escalated um they stormed out of the shop without their children because they were so mad <laughs> and at the time we were closing so our front door was locked but our like side door where they would exit was still open so they like the guy like came over to the door once he realized he forgot his kids and was like you have three seconds to open this door and then like started pounding on it and so like my elderly boss had to like scramble over the door and like unlock it they ended up calling security on us and saying that we kidnapped their children when really they just forgot their children and then they called us communists and then they left. I believe the quote was professional communist. Yes, professional communist. <laughs> you do it for money. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was wild as a 17-year-old kid who was making not enough money to deal with that. That was even when the state mandate was up. 
Yeah. I just think it's ridiculous that people think they can act like that. Yeah. A few. Here are my final thoughts on the mask mandate situation. I don't care about wearing a mask. I don't. I would prefer not to. I wore it every day, all day for a long time, and now it's not a problem. You know. Yeah, it's not a big of a deal anymore. And so I would prefer if we could just keep wearing them until like we get a high amount of vaccinations, and then like maybe we can consider doing stuff like this. Though, you know, I understand a lot of people have been wanting it. And so the legislature is kind of put in a hard place where they wanted to give them a light at the end of the tunnel, even though I don't necessarily agree with it. Mm -hmm. And then on your whole story and just these people, like what, <laughs> what's wrong with you that you can, you're so mad about feeling like your freedoms are taken away. First of all, your freedoms aren't taken away. There are still laws. Freedom is to choose your leaders to choose the laws for you. So vote for people that would take the mass mandate away. If anything, uh, that's another tangent. But <laughs> second of all, I know you and I know Caroline and you're like not incredibly large people. <laughs> and the fact that this grown man, and you told me he was like ex-military, so probably yeah. Fairly large is what I assumed in my mind. Very intimidating. The um, fact that he would yell at smaller girls or yeah, anyone like, <laughs> and put them in like a scared situation. Take just it out on the governor. Leave me out of it. Right. <laughs> like. Or ask to see your lagoon manager or whoever. Who's the manager? <laughs> I mean, ask to see your higher ups because you weren't making the rule for mask man, like yeah. to keep the mask. I mean, it doesn't even matter, like, if I personally support, like, the mask mandate. Like, right. whether I did or not, I still had to enforce it. And so, exactly. like, to, he kept, like, calling us, like, like Democrats. And, like, <laughs> and, like while, he gotcha. was, while he was kind of right, it didn't matter because I was going to have to enforce it anyway. Yeah, it's the most awful case of shoot the messenger yeah. that <laughs> I've ever seen, like, these poor, and in most of these cases, it's the people making minimum wage that have to ask people to put their yeah. masks on, which at that point, it's hard to even want to do a good job at all. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like eventually, like over the course of the summer, we were just like, we know we have to enforce this, but like, do we want to get yelled at again? Like right. that, it kind of came down to like, I'm sure it's scary. Public health versus like our mental health. Like <laughs> it was ridiculous. The position we were put in and I imagine it's even worse now that there's not a state mandate backing them up. Yeah. I just keep crossing my fingers that we can all just get vaccinated as fast as possible and we can stop <laughs> having to deal with this yes. and just put an end to it because the solutions just aren't coming <laughs> to mm -hmm. these situations. Yes, the last topic. This is my favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a topic I would like to do because recently I've had a lot of controversial discussions with people close to me on whether or not uh, Arby's is good. <laughs> Arby's is a fast food restaurant. I think Arby's tastes awesome. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'll go to Arby's, but I, I never choose to go there. I've said this before and I'll say it again. You don't go to an Arby's, you end up at an Arby's. <laughs> Can I jump in on this yeah. one? <laughs> I go to an Arby's. Yeah. I would also like to say that I go to an Arby's and I also went to an Arby's like three days ago. <laughs> that, I think it just stems from early from. <laughs> I just get overall bad vibes from Arby's. Um, 
I think it's not all of Arby's fault. It's um, definitely a weird store, yeah. right? Like it's not, it's fast food, but it's like a little more expensive and it's not like you can't get a hamburger, but you might get a chicken sandwich, but don't get a chicken sandwich. You get roast beef, but not a cold roast beef. It's not like a deli. It's weird, <laughs> but oh boy, if I don't enjoy a beef and cheddar. <laughs> I don't like those. That's the one thing. You don't like the you cheese slime? I don't like the cheese slime. <laughs> French dip. French dip every the time dip or the regular good. roast beef sandwich with the Arby's sauce. I think I've only gotten, <laughs> I've exclusively gotten chicken strips at an Arby's. That's why I you think, don't like it. Well, I think my hatred of, not hatred, um, this strong dislike of Arby's. It goes back to Lagoon again, because there was <laughs> there's a Lagoon Arby's, yeah, which was like I've been there. <laughs> it was like two minutes away from where I worked it's like, in Lagoon. <laughs> it's in the Pioneer section, so it's uh -huh. like a Wild West looking Arby's inside, and yeah. there's like all these Wild West things on the wall, and the Arby's sign has like little designs around it to make it look like it's, it's wild. Very West. fancy, but um. <laughs> and the sandwiches cost nineteen dollars each. <laughs> yeah, I'd go like. I would never like plan to go to Arby's for lunch. <laughs> Going back to my previous statement, you end up in an Arby's. I, whenever I forget to pack a lunch, I'd just go to Arby's, or I'd like get fries at one of the other restaurants. But if I was really hungry, I'd go to the Arby's. Yeah. And it would be twelve ninety nine for chicken strips <laughs> and fries. I wouldn't even get a drink, and it was thirteen dollars. What a nightmare. And I also, just imagine. like coupled with um, being at Lagoon. Just bad vibes overall. In conclusion, don't go to Lagoon ever. <laughs> Even though she is going to work there this summer too. <laughs> don't remind me. <laughs> Before I put make my last point about Arby's, I'd like to ask you guys what you get. So you get the chicken strips. I get a beef and cheddar or just a roast beef if I'm feeling it. You get French dip, you said? Yeah, French dip every time. Curly fries every time. Yeah. Arby's sauce. Dip them in the sauce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sauce yeah. on the sandwich. I don't like the horsey sauce. I like horsey sauce. <laughs> it's like, I like horseradish though. Then that's like a controversial thing also. I tried it since I was a kid. So I feel like maybe now my adult taste buds would like it. too terrible. Like regular horseradish sauce goes like up your nose like wasabi mm -hmm. does. Yeah. But the Arby's one just has a little bit of like spice. It doesn't okay. really go and wreck you unless you're the. And my last point, <laughs> and la my last point, uh, that I want to make about Arby's is the recent advertisements that I've seen for the Meat Mountain Sandwich. <laughs> Why they got to do that? <laughs> we, Arby's, we know you have the meat. You didn't yep. have to prove it. <laughs> they got to prove it. <laughs> Arby's, we have also, before I talk about the Meat Mountain, I want to talk about how they go through a new slogan every two years. We have the meats. Slicing up freshness. Good mood food. I'm thinking Arby's. <laughs> Listen, we've, we've heard all How do you just these. list all those off the top of your head? Because I like Arby's. <laughs> I'm into it. I only know they have the meat because that's the one that turned into a meme. Yeah. So you want to hear what's on this sandwich? <laughs> on yeah. the Meat Mountain sandwich. Two chicken tenders, slices of roast turkey, hit smoked ham, corned beef, three-hour smoked brisket, <laughs> USDA choice Angus steak, roast beef, and pepper bacon. That sounds There's terrible. also a slice of both cheddar and Swiss cheese. <laughs> Look at the sandwich on it. Oh my, oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> it looks awful. That makes me so deeply uncomfortable. I would like... take every individual layer and eat it separate. Right. That's like eight sandwiches right there. You right. could feed a family with that. What the sandwich looks like, if I had to describe, 
is if you took two pieces of bread and you opened up like my mom's like lunch meat drawer in the fridge and you went and did a sweeping motion with both pieces of bread <laughs> and gathered up everything in there and then opened it and put more. <laughs> and then you found two chicken strips somehow and also put them on there. And why cheddar and Swiss cheese? Why do they have to mix those two? I don't like that combination. If they're mixing stuff, they might as well just mix it. Is it the weird yeah. cheese sauce or is it actual cheese? It looks like slices of cheese to uh, me. I feel and they're like just kind of randomly in there. Like if, they're <laughs> if you're eating the sandwich, the cheese is probably the least of your worries. I can't imagine you tasting any cheese when you bite in this guy. I imagine you taste a little chicken strip and a lot of deli flavor. <laughs> and then hopefully Arby's sauce because you got to put that on your sandwich. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say about Arby's. I'd like to thank everyone for coming out to the to the podcast, yeah. Hot Takes Podcast. Yeah, thank you for listening to our Hot Takes Podcast. And again, thank you, Tom and Julia. Stay tuned on our Instagram at Levitt Center for updates of when we will post our next Hot Takes Podcast. So, bye guys. <laughs> bye. Happy holidays.